What's up, Red Sox Nation? Hanley Ramirez's red-hot bat leads the Red Sox to a sweep over the hated Yankees. We're going to talk all about that, all about the last week, and look ahead to the upcoming road trip all this week on Red Sox Wrap 360. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Red hot. Red hot. Red hot. Woo. We're just riding, riding or dying with Han Ram right That's now. That's it, baby. This kid is crushing it right now. Two more home runs today. Four home runs in the Yankee series. He is locked in. Welcome to another edition of Red Sox Wrap 360 alongside Ben Fay. I am Mike Conley. Thanks for joining us for our weekly relentless discussion on all things Red Sox. And if you want to join said discussion, jump in and join us on YouTube in the live chat. We got our, our friend Laura. Ben's bought better half. What's up, Laura? Yeah, she's back with us, kind of monitoring all that, and uh, also uh, checking out Twitter feeds as well. Ben, tell everybody where they can meet you, get you on the Twitter. Yeah, absolutely. If you guys want to, you can you can obviously, like Mike said, reach us on the YouTube chat, or you can tweet me, at Benny Frickin' Jam, and uh, we also have Laura over there monitoring that, so we can get you all... In every single way that you want to meet us, uh, if you want to get to us on social media, we got it all. Every single way you want to get us. That's right. That sounds dire. Um, <laughs> but how about those Boston Red Sox? I mean, early in the week, dropping two out of three of the Baltimore Orioles, I was like, you know, just dreading coming into the show. I was like, oh, man, this can't be it. This can't be it. But they turned it right around. With a four-game sweep of the New York Yankees, a feat they have not accomplished since 1990. Mm. Uh, you know, just the starting to play good baseball, and we talk about the facets of the game, and it's starting to look like all the facets of the game are coming together for the Boston Red Sox. We already knew they were a terrific hitting ball club, play good defense. But, you know, for the second half of the season, the starters have performed really well. And for the, about the last two or three weeks, the bullpen's starting to round into shape. So I'm quite excited. Uh, you know, just today, I mean, not only hand Ram go deep twice, but the bullpen, 5.1 scoreless innings today. You gotta love that. Yeah, and I think everybody's getting healthy at the right time. Uh, we, we actually got news that Wright is starting his rehab as well. I think once he gets back, we're going to be at like full strength in all of our positions, right? I mean, is there anybody left on the DL? I don't think so. Well, he's, I mean, I'm trying to put right out of mind right now because okay. every time it sounds optimistic and then something comes back, it's not optimistic. So mm -hmm. he's going down Fort Myers yep. and he's so he can get some one-on-one, -on -one, you know, uh, you know, dedicated therapy and what have you to get him right. But, you know, guys have been pretty good. In the starting rotation, I mean, if we can just get him back in a reliever role, uh, I'll take that. Okay, okay, interesting. You know, I mean, the, the knuckleballs, this is why I love the knuckleballs, because they 
they're just I go back and forth whether I like him in the starting rotation more or I like him in the bullpen more because you know obviously we liked having Timmy Nux in the there taking a ball the fifth day for about you know 13 years for the Red Sox 15 years but um but in Stephen Wright early this year you know obviously getting the all-star nod he looked good in starting rotation but there's something about when you have this guy that you know you, you you got a flamethrower going 95, and then you're able to bring a knuckler that's also equipped with a 76-mile-an-hour fastball that comes out of the bullpen. It's just this change-up, you know? And I could see him, like, granted, you know, this isn't three weeks ago where we're kind of throwing our arms up in the air saying who's going to be our seventh and eighth inning lockdown guys out of the bullpen. I was kind of envisioning him coming back Mm. and potentially being that guy that can give you, like, six outs in a situation like that. And I could still see him like that. Although Koji coming back and looking like the old Koji has got people thinking, okay, this bullpen's coming into shape. That's that's the big thing was Koji's coming back and looking really solid. Probably the best he's looked all season, so that's really great. I'm not sure if I'm totally on board with Wright moving into the bullpen. I definitely have still my questions about Buckholes. Um, I don't know. I think he just really looked good in the bullpen until, you know, we really needed to bring him back in his starting rotation. He's, you know, he's filled in and he's looked pretty good, but. Yeah. I mean, Buckles wouldn't be my first choice to be that third guy in the rotation. So, I mean, I'm actually kind of leaning towards Eduardo Rodriguez. He kind of got rocked a little bit on his start this week. But before that, he had 10 starts after the All-Star break with an ERA under three. So even with his bad one outing the other day, I think after the All-Star break, he's got an ERA of about 3.25. So mm, That's solid. It's very solid. Very and, you solid. know, I think I wrote down this note on Wednesday, but Boston Red Sox have the best AL pitching staff since the All-Star break with a 3.57 ERA. That's nice. That's they nice. have been good since the break. Yep. And, you know, Eduardo, and like, you know, uh, even, even what's his name, who we got from the Padres, who I'm blanking <laughs> on, started today. <laughs> yeah, yeah Pomerantz. You know, and that dude throws more hooks than everybody in the league. He, he 39% <laughs> of his pitches are, are, are curveballs. Yep. That's, that's the biggest in the majors, biggest percentage in the majors. And I still like him, you know, even though he, you know, I think he's kind of, uh, fell victim to the expanded roster in his past two starts because, you know, now that they have all those arms there on the bullpen, Farrell just goes to the bullpen a lot earlier, you know? Mm-hmm. Whereas if he was making those starts in, like, August, you know, I think he would have been able to work through, you know, another inning or two and maybe right at the ship. But, you yeah. know, I, I still like him and like what he's doing. Even though the dude's probably sick. Did you hear what A.J. Preller, he got, uh, got the who's the general manager of the Padres? Got yeah, a thirty game yep, rip this, yep, this week. Yeah, that's uh, that's crazy. So I wonder what what the medical info was that uh, was not disclosed because they were saying, um, you know, if it was something official that they had to disclose as part of a in, as part of an injury designation, then they would show it. But if it was just like, oh, he was getting a calf massage or we gave him some aspirin, then they wouldn't include that. Yeah. So it was like I don't know what what they put in there that was. You know, if it was really significant, something that they, that they missed. But I mean, it's definitely some dodginess. I mean, he's he's has one set of you know for everybody's eyes. Yeah, you know, yeah, medical reports. Yep, and then he's got one just for the Padres' eyes only. I mean, yeah. that's dodgy. It's and for dodgy. him only to get a, a month rip without pay, that's that's on the short end. Right. That I mean, that's 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 some shady stuff. That should be half half a season. Right. At least. Yeah. 
You know, I mean, that's and you know, not only should it be that, there should be some retribution coming back to the Red Sox in form of some type of compensatory pick or something. Or I'll do you this one back. Mm. You give us Anderson Espinosa back, and we'll give you Henry <laughs> Owens. What do you say? All right, yeah, there you Does go. That sound good. Bingo, bango. I figured it out. <laughs> or you can give us back, you know, uh, Manuel, Manuel Margot from the uh, Kimbrel trade. We'll take him. I like that. You know? I like that. Oh, man. Yeah, AJ Preller, tisk tisk. It wasn't just the Red Sox that that were mad about that. There were a couple other teams who were who were trading with the Padres over this season who are also pretty mad about it. Yeah, there was that Marlins trade where they had to send a guy back, I believe, to oh, wow. them a pitcher, uh, Colin Ray, who was damaged mm-hmm. goods. They had to send them back to the Padres. So, yeah. um, you know, definitely some shady dealings down there in San Diego. But, uh, yeah, and know, just a note, I think uh, Pomeranz was around a 2.5 when we got him, ERA. And since then, he's about, been about a 4.6. Well, that's because of his bum so, arm. Well, we don't know if, you know, maybe he's supposed to be getting calf massages every Wednesday. We didn't know that. We didn't know that he needed that. Please include that. So, I don't know. You should really let us know that when you come over. <laughs> yeah, you should just tell us. You know. Maybe maybe they they didn't believe him when he said that he needed it. <laughs> oh boy! Um, so just you know, it was nice to see Koji too in that uh, back in that old ninth inning role tonight because Kimbrel went the last two nights, uh, and so he wasn't available today. Right. I didn't want to use him, so getting Koji in there and it's good. Like you know, they're realizing you know. Uh, an effective Koji is a rested Koji, so they're not going to like work him on back-to-back nights. So it's worth babying that guy because he's got an 88-mile-an-hour fastball that people swing at as if it's 97. You know, It's just incredible. Yeah, it is. I mean, Haley Ramirez, can this guy keep this up for the rest of the season and into October? He is on fire. Yeah. He, in, the, in, the, in this series, in the Yankee series, 9 for 16 with four home runs and nine RBIs. Okay, mm-hmm. and that Thursday win is probably the Red Sox' best win of the season. That might have been a game of the year. Yeah, oh yeah, it was you crazy. You have to think so. Um, I was looking at uh, fan graphs. Do I have it in front of me? Oh, where is it? It's a great site. I do. Fan graphs. I do. I have it. Great okay, site. so Red Sox were one point nine percent to win after the Aaron Hill strikeout in the beginning of the ninth. Then. They were 24.8% to win <laughs> when Hanram stepped up to the plate. Can you, can you believe that? 1.9% to win. Wow. I mean, they're down 5-2 going into the ninth. So, yeah, I can believe that. I mean, That's and, a crazy turnaround. Yeah. And so that is the Red Sox third win this year coming back when they go down three runs going into the ninth. The rest of Major League Baseball combines for three of those type wins. Yeah. So that's like the, the stuff that makes you start thinking that, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. 016 could be a special year for your hometown, <laughs> Boston Red Sox people. That's so right. I know the Pats are 2 0 and we're all loving life, and who knows who's going to, you know, play quarterback for them next week. Uh, Vinny Testaverde, keep your phone on. But, you know, the Red Sox are playing meaningful baseball here in September and hopefully deep into October. So give them your attention. Although, please. Although. I do know that the the Boston Red Sox fan base are really good at gathering up those stats of like, hey, the last time that this stat has happened was the last two times that the Red Sox won the World Series or something like that. It's like, you know, I saw that with David Ortiz today. It was like, hey, 
The last time that, that David Ortiz had more than 47 doubles in a season, the last two times we won the World Series. You know, it's like, it's it's great. I mean, I love it, but at the same time, you know. Don't jinx it. Don't, don't jinx it. <laughs> yeah. like, all right, we don't all right. need to find all these. I mean, they're good stats. Some of them are good. I can see that. Um, so that game Thursday night was just ridiculous. And you yeah. know, another thing that happened earlier Thursday in the pregame, and you got to give Matt Ups to Nesson and WEI and uh, the Red Sox were all involved. They had the check presentation for the Jimmy Fun Telethon that they do every year that um, you know, Ness and WEI get together with the Red Sox and they do that. And they uh, raised over $3.6 million. That's awesome for that for the Jimmy Fund, which obviously everybody knows is a terrific cause to uh, you know mm-hmm. raise uh, funds for pediatric cancer research. So uh, good on your Red Sox, and that's obviously a, a match uh, made in heaven with the Red Sox and the Jimmy Fund and all the good works they've done for them over the years. So mad ups to you, Sox, on that. Yeah, definitely. Um, also in that game Thursday night, the game of the year. Let's just th- call it that, Benny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Uh, bullpen, six point two innings pitched, gave up one unearned run in that one. Yeah, and let's start it off where where they entered the game. Is Erod had a pretty rough outing, went two point one innings, eight hits, four earned runs. Uh, Shake pretty, it up. pretty Shake rough it up. start. Uh, we got Hembry in there. He pitched pretty well. He let up a run. Tazawa came in for an inning. He did pretty well. Actually, one inning, three strikeouts for Tazawa. So that that's a good sign for him. And then we had your boy, Robbie Scott, coming in for three solid innings, two hits, one walk, one strikeout, no earned runs. Gotta love that. Seriously, Robbie Scott is killing it. Chelsea, holler at your boy. He's doing it. He's own awesome. A uh, little <laughs> shout out. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Robbie Scott's been great. He's emerged as the second most dependable lefty. Uh, in that bullpen now behind Robbie Ross. And he he went uh, today, he had like two-thirds or, or an inning of work where he was scoreless today, too. So And came away with the win. And got the W. So that that's a well-earned W. And, yeah. uh, you know, I, he's been effective. So he, he's going to get, you know, into higher leverage situations now. And your boy, who got the win on Thursday night, Mr. Joe Kelly, has looked good. Yeah. Hasn't allowed a run in, I believe, his last eight appearances. And he made a really good play at the end of Thursday night's game as well. I don't know if everybody caught that, but there was like a line drive right back to his face, and he put his glove up and snagged it right in time. So I do remember that. That uh, was huge. So that was a great play uh, to, to win that game there as well. Well, um, that was the top of the inning of that head rib hit that laser beam to set a field. Off a 99-mile-an-hour fastball. I, I thought you were also going to mention, yeah, that was crazy. 99, yeah, I mean, that, and it was high heat, too. It was, and it, and it was unloaded just, It was on just that after, thing. like, slider, 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 slider. And I'm like, oh, he's not, he's not going to throw him a 3-1 fastball, is it? And, and, like, I think, I don't know, it was Psycho Lions doing the game. And he's like, oh, no, I th- maybe it was on a, a different channel. Uh, the MLB or something, and whoever was doing it, he's like, he's not going to throw him a 3-1 fastball, is he? And he threw him a 3-1 fastball, and he deposited that yeah. right in center field bleachers. It was awesome. Did you uh, did you watch the replay of the Yankees telecast during that? No. Because it was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it was. I forget who their telecast guy was, but, man, he just sounded so deflated. He said, this is the most devastating Yankees loss I've ever seen. 
and he said that on live TV. It was it was beautiful. Oh, I love yeah, it. I watched it like five times. That's awesome. Um, I'll have to check that out. But I thought you were going to say, uh, you know, earlier on in that game, you were talking about the, the Jimmy Fun. But earlier on in in the game, yeah. Uh, Ortiz hit a home run to pass Mantle on the yes. all-time list for. Uh, so I think he's got that 17 spot now. 17 spot now. Mike Schmidt's going to be tough to catch. I believe Mike Schmidt's uh, at 548. Okay. So Poppy would have to get ridiculously hot. He would have to get Hanram hot here for the last two weeks of the yeah. season in yeah. order to really catch him. And it would be delightful if he did catch him because then Manny. And Poppy would be back to back on the all time home run list. Ooh. Yeah, because okay. Manny's hanging in the fifteenth spot. I guess I'll just have to come back another season. <laughs> just just <laughs> get it. Just get to that point and be like, peace out on, on April twentieth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. April twentieth. Smoke them if you got them. Um, <laughs> the gang, thanks for thanks for listening for us. If you listen on iTunes, give us a rating. You know, you can also find us on YouTube if you want to see our lovely faces. We appreciate that. Uh, hit us up in the comments section. Uh, you know, because we're coming to you here from the lovely AfterBuzz Studios and beautiful North Hollywood. You know, if there's a show you like, chances are there's an after show of it here at AfterBuzz. So check them out. And if you like the Red Sox, you know we got a show here for you. We also got a Patriot show. Check out on Wednesday nights. What's up? Uh, oh, I did want to give uh, some mad ups to a guy who commented uh, on the show last week. Uh, didn't get to it during the show, but he was up at the Toronto series, and he said it was um, he it was a terrific playoff atmosphere, and uh, it was Patrick Gabamonti. What's up, Patrick? We want to appreciate you uh, checking in with us. But he said there was a lot of talk up there on the Toronto um, local television about us snagging potentially Edwin or Joey Bats next year to be our DH. Because I know Poppy said a lot of that, maybe bordering on tampering okay. uh, right around the All-Star break. Who, well, he was wondering you know, who you like. Who you like in that situation? Well, I was going to say, you know who's going to uh, help make that decision? Mr. Ben Sherrington, now that he's the new VP of Baseball Operations in Toronto. That's true. As of this week. So, yeah, it'll be uh, Sherrington and uh, Dombrowski trying to figure out uh, what, what moves to make. It's just crazy, like, how all this ends up working out. Like, it is. All these teams just trading G- GMs and, and VPs of baseball operations. I love it. Man. I love it. Hot Man. stove. Yeah. And Carnacion, though. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I would like him. Patrick, thanks for the question. I would probably go with, you know, Edwin Encarnacion because he's uh, younger than Joey Bats. Joey Bats, I believe, is kicking in at about 36, and Edwin is about 33. But, you know, naturally, because of that, and Edwin's having a monster season, I really think he's kind of an MVP candidate. He, like, leads the AL in homers mm-hmm. and RBIs, I believe. And, uh, you know, so he's a lot – he's younger, you know, and he seems to be more productive. Joe Bat's been getting a little dinged up, so I would tell you him. But that'll mean he costs more, obviously. So, yeah. you know, I think if the Red Sox, you know, throw out a deal that's, you know, three years and $80 million, and he wants to take that to be our DH for the next three years, then, then I'm fine with yeah. him doing that. But there might be some crazy team out there that's willing to give him five years. We'll see. To Joey Bat's credit, though, he the man can take a punch. He's got a chin, you know. <laughs> he he got rocked that time. He, Any other person in the league, they might have been knocked out from that. I don't know, dude. I, it looked pretty square to he me. He kind of buckled and like, <laughs> he did, he but he buckled, was, he like, and then like had a 
like tackle him in order to stay up. It was yeah. like a uh, prize fighter trying to make the round. Okay. And that that dude was like, you know, probably a welterweight. Yeah. And Joey Bats is like, you know, at least a light heavyweight. And That's fair. you know, it's like That's fair. He got popped. How can you let a little man do that to you? He That's true. I mean, he doesn't even have the reach. <laughs> and it could set up where if Toronto <sighs> You know, wins that wild card game. If they get in there, they could face Texas in that first round. And Ooh. I mean, kind of rooting for that almost. Yeah, you know, nice. just to see after that bat flip last year, what kind of shenanigans go on there. Yeah, maybe get a couple suspensions before we have to face them. <sighs> That'd be nice. That would be nice. Um, you know, another thing I wanted to point out was uh, Bogarts is starting to turn it around a little bit, isn't he? Yeah, I saw that uh, on Saturday. He went three for four with a homer, so that was nice. Not enough to save my fantasy season, but okay. he's getting hot a little later. <laughs> it's fine, Xander. Just do it in October. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so hopefully his bat's coming around. Obviously, uh, you know, we've kind of been getting carried by Hanley and Petey the past few weeks since uh-huh. Petey's been moved to the leadoff spot uh, on August 10th. Coming into today's game, he's hitting 417 in that spot, and that was the uh, best... Best uh, batting average in all of baseball during that span. So he's obviously uh, taken to that spot. Yeah, a little a little more statistics on PD. I have, as of, I think it was Wednesday or Thursday, uh, PD had a 17-game stretch, 37-72, 514 batting average with 14 multi-hit games. During that span, he raised his career batting average from 299 to 302. Wow. And that's a long career. Wow, it so is. So that's a pretty significant stretch to raise your batting average three points. I love it. And yeah. I love having this kid healthy. And, you know, he's obviously um, putting forth his best season since his MVP season of 08. And, uh, you know, he's just so so integral to the club. We like, you know, have him around not only for his leadership abilities, but the fact that he's swinging a hot stick as well. Yeah. Uh, so it, that is dynamite. Um, your boy kind of took a tough loss this past week. His first loss he at did. Fenway on the he season, did. losing a, a 1-0 pitches yeah. duel to Kevin Gossman. <sighs> Kevin Gossman finally kind of reaching like his to see potential. Him on the bump at Fenway yeah. on Wednesday. It was tough. I would have liked to see him get that win, but, I mean, he looked great still. It's 20-4 and four for the season still. 20-game winner, baby. 3.12 ERA. And he's looking good. He is. And he's, like, kind of turning. It, you know, when we got him, he was like, oh, sinker ball pitcher, sinker ball pitcher. But now he's kind of like a strikeout guy. You know, he's like, yeah. he, he's got yeah. that, that fastball, that high fastball he's been using a lot more of, you know, mixing that in, not only getting guys out on it, but also mixing it in so his sinkers, you know, look a little better. Laura, anybody shouting out to us on the uh, on the YouTube chat room tonight? I think everyone's a little shy today. Everyone's a little uh, shy? All right. Do we need to show Probably you? Probably tired, you know? They're not used to this late night stuff. Right. Right, yeah. we're on cool. at nine tonight. Usually, we're on at eight. We are a little late tonight because of the Red Sox late start. So we'll be yeah. back on next week. You know, around eleven eleven uh, p.m. Eastern time mm-hmm. here at theafterbuzz.com. Mm-hmm. You know, so check us out on Sunday nights. Oh yeah! Did you see uh, David Ortiz got his own Yankee candle scent? Interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, like a a mixture of musk and. Mm. Uh, I don't know, cut grass or something. I have no idea. <laughs> Who gives them that? The, the Yankees? Yankee, I mean, the Yankee isn't candle. Isn't that out of Maine? Yeah, I, Yankee I, candle? Yeah, I think so, yeah. It's, is, it's, in, it's out of New England, I believe. A gift from the Portland Sea Dogs? But it's like, it's like his farewell tour 
Yankee Candle scent. That Lego poppy is unbelievable. Ooh, yeah. So good. Belly and all. The detail, yeah. <laughs> and, like, it's even got his tats on his arms. I'm like, damn. Yeah, that oh. was impressive. Oof. Feel free, people, to send a Lego Mike and Ben, and we can tell you where to send that there if you, you want. That'd be, that'd be uh, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> just, you know, it just have to be about chest up. You know, yeah. we just kind of like put him here on the set with us. Boom, boom, boom. Yep. You know, we'd have a four spot. It'd be me, Lego Ben, Lego Mike, real Ben. You know, we'd hook it up. Yeah. Uh, Hanram, just a little stats for you in his last 32, even like before tonight's game, he was hitting at a 361 clip with 12 home runs and 1140 OPS. That's in his last 32 games. Second in the major leagues for his OPS in that timeline. Also, uh, he broke, I believe with his second home run, he broke his uh, career high of RBIs in a season. I think he's got 107. Yeah, that's right. And I think last time he had over 100 RBIs was like 2009 when he was an MVP candidate that year. Yeah. It's, so, I mean, it's just fantastic. Crazy. Like to he's see, he's really flew under the radar until these last couple of weeks. You know, mm. he's been just solid, and now that he's really lighting it up, all of a sudden now his stats are like, oh man, yeah, he's really doing good this year. I mean, between the Poppy farewell tour where he's putting up a monster season, you know, Mookie Betts, Mookie, you know, right, it's like, Porcello, like yeah, Hanram's like what number five or six on the list of our, you know, our. Th- it's, I mean, we have our board over here, and I don't, I don't know of how many times this year where Hanram's been our top three. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's he's crazy. stud. Stay quiet, stay hidden. I mean, so like, the, so he's going to way over hundred RBIs, and like because of scorching right now, I didn't think he was going to get the thirty home runs, but you think he's gonna? I think he's at twenty seven now, so he's got two weeks to hit three. I mean, at the rate he's going, he might hit thirty five. Yeah. So, oh uh, man, the kid's sick. Uh, they were actually talking about like how locked in he was on today's telecast uh, right before his three run home run. They, they did you did you see that? I forget who it was that was talking about it because it was on uh, ESPN tonight. Um, they said might have been Brett Bood. He no, threw him Aaron like this. Bood. Yeah, yeah. Aaron, was, and he threw him this nasty boom. like inside cutter. And they said, "Oh man, he would have he's." It's really impressive that he laid off that pitch. He is really locked in right now. And you and they just said, wow, yeah, I've never seen him this locked in. He's super focused. Next pitch, just like a line drive over the monster. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of a guy who wasn't able to lay off an uh, inside pitch was Bogot's home run the other night. <laughs> that pitch was like a foot inside. And this that was like the most glaring example of – uh, Bogots's quick hands. You know, I mean, you see the example of Mookie's quick hands all the time, and how this is the new blueprint for Red Sox players being under six feet guys that just have incredibly quick wrists. Mm-hmm. Bogots dropped the head of the bat in that two seconds. Like I'm like, there's no way that's staying fair, and it was easily fair and mm-hmm. gone. And that was his 20th bomb, giving the Sox six guys with 20 or more bombs. First time they've done that since '03, and they got five five guys I think with over 25, four or four or five. So craziness yeah 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 this team i mean it's scorching they're they're averaging 5.57 runs of the game which is best in the majors 5.57 crazy um 
Let's look ahead to this uh, upcoming week here. We got a big road trip coming up. We can, you know, I, we kind of glossed over that Baltimore series because we're just so psyched up about the, yeah. sweeping the Yanks. Yeah. We did drop two out of three to Baltimore. We did. Baltimore's like, you know, they're finally getting Tillman back. Gosman is pitching like the pitcher they thought he was going to be. Dylan Bundy's pitching like the pitcher they thought he'd be when they drafted him with like the number one overall pick. So there, and they already have that shutdown bullpen. Britain got his. Did you see his? Save streak almost uh, floundered this week, but they got a, got a play at the plate for the mm-hmm. last out versus mm-hmm. Tampa, mm-hmm. and it was able to. And I just want that to keep going because I want them to blow that at a very crucial time, mm-hmm. perhaps the last you know week in uh, you know September or perhaps you know into October at a really crucial time. But so we're coming up to them. We got four with them coming up. Is that the deal? We do four with the O's and then three with the Rays. Four with those, and three with the Rays, and then three with the Yanks. So we go on yep. a ten-game trip, our last trip of the season. It is, and this is going to be, this is going to be a nail biter. I mean, we 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 had a great week, so we're definitely in a good position. But, you know, just as you guys have been mentioning the past couple of weeks on the show, it's a really crucial stretch for us because we have all AL East teams here on out. So every game is crucial. Every game is big. Yeah, I mean, after this 10 games road trip, all we do is come back to Fenway for that last uh, closing series with Toronto. So, mm-hmm. And, you know, kind of some other teams, you know, the cellar dwellers did us some good work this weekend. Uh, Angels were able to get a split with Toronto, and uh, Tampa was able to get a split with Baltimore. So uh, after that, after tonight's win, the Sox, I believe, have a three-game lead on Baltimore now. And, yeah, three-game lead on Baltimore and a four-game lead on the Jays. Yep. And hopefully that this nice sweep of due finally puts to bed the Yankees' postseason hopes. But they are still in the mix in that very bulked-up wildcard situation. And a team to not sleep on, the Seattle Mariners, who have a series mm-hmm. coming up with Toronto and could get right back in that mix. And they have, when you look at the strength of schedule, where the AL East has to beat up on each other, they have a pretty favorable schedule to kind of, you know, go against Mayo West teams, maybe make some hay. But, you know. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, because right now at the playoff start today, you'd have three ALA's teams in there, which is crazy. But, you know, it is something we kind of talked about even way back in April when we were looking about how these teams were shaping up. Mm. Uh, it wouldn't surprise us if there, there was this many teams. But now we're here, and I'm a little surprised. I'll admit it. Hmm. So which would you rather face, Toronto or Seattle? Well, I don't know. I, I don't like to talk That's about this. too far. This. Ahead. It yeah, is. Yeah. It is. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm channeling my Annabella check when I say that, uh, you know, that we're, you know, just focused on one team. That's Baltimore Orioles getting back. That's Someone right. hit, hitting us up in the Twitterverse out there or the YouTube, Laura? Yeah, I think it's our usual Star Drew. Star Drew. Uh, what's up, Star Drew? Uh, you know, he'll t- he takes his naps when we're on late <laughs> so he can follow us live. I love it. What's he yeah. saying? Uh, that crazy just, cat. He, he was just mentioning um, that Boston versus um, Toronto is going to be real tough. Oof. And that's the type of stellar insight we get here on a weekly basis here on Red Sox Rap 360. Gotta love it. It is tough. I, I've been to Toronto, and yeah, the, the Canadians are nice, but until you step into the Rogers Center, and then it's like... It's on. It's mayhem. Oh, yeah. It's like a hockey oh, game. It's real. It gets real fast. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I remember we went there for Duff, Duffy's bachelor party. I probably talked about it on this show before. What's up, but Duff? They, uh, they were 
pretty hard on us. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. It's a beautiful city. I love it. It is, that. it is. And it's actually kind of a cool park too. I think a lot of people don't give it credit. It's like they have that uh hotel that's like right there in the outfield. So you yes. can get a you can get a room in that hotel and just be watching from the outfield. Yeah, Pretty remember sick. when those people were banging during the game? Remember that years ago? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yes. yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. I mean that's that's great. It's like, yeah. like I mean, adding baseball to the mix. It's kinda like when George Costanza tried to eat a sandwich when he was uh having sex with a girlfriend. I may be just uh you know, my millennial friend over here doesn't get my Seinfeld <laughs> references. It's fine. It's fine. It's all good. Have you seen uh have you seen JBJ mixing up his uh end of game dance lately really so now you know how they've been usually they do the pose where they kind of they do like the one yeah. well thing. one guy does that the guy who had a great game and, and they then, take a picture and then they t- yeah the other two guys take a picture right yeah, yeah. so now <laughs> jackie bradley jr has been doing ski jumps he's been doing a this this and then a like a, <laughs> i don't know what it is he did it so hard the other night his glasses came off his head and uh I think I think Brock Holder Benatendi had to go grab him. Speaking of Benatendi, he's um, back, baby. He's back. Yes, love it. Yes. Did you hear that story that came out about uh, Benatendi is living with Pedroia and they all live in Tom Brady's neighborhood? Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> and they send uh, they send Benatendi on coffee runs. Yeah. Him and Aaron Hill Oh, for Starbucks. <laughs> no, Aaron Hill and Petey. Aaron Hill and Petey yeah, send yeah, yeah uh, Benatendi. Yeah, yeah, because those are those are Petey's roomies now, right? That yeah. his family went back to Arizona. Yeah, or whatever. that's yeah. awesome, dude. Yeah, yeah the hilarious. kids got to start school. You can you can take on the the newcomers from the team in your house. Yeah, I mean, uh, guys, don't get injured if your neighbor comes over and asks you to, uh, you know, run a few elk patterns and catch a few bullets. All right, don't mm-hmm. break a finger. Mm-hmm. All right, Petey, mm-hmm. I know, I know you, you know, you're a sport sportsman, but don't get hurt for the games that matter. That's right. Um, so Monday will be a big, big tilt with uh, these O's. Your boy Ricky P. Cy Porcello will be going up against Dylan Bundy. Okay. So that'll be a matchup that hopefully. Uh, How's Bundy the Red looking Sox this year? I mean, he's been good. The, you know, they kind of. He's had so much arm trouble over the years, but, you know, uh, so they kind of working him out of the pen. But since oh, he's man. moved into a starting position for him about a month ago, okay. he's been pretty damn good for them. 6.27 ERA over his last four starts, though. So. Oof. It's a little dicey. In so Porcello's got the uh, got but, momentum on his side. But I think he got a W this week in the in the Tuesday game. Okay. Uh, versus us, and he went five five and two thirds, I think, and he, he gave up about two runs. So yeah. he was pretty good yeah. in recent memory versus. So, yeah. uh, so it'll shape up as that. Then Erod will go against Kevin Gosman. Erod will hopefully get back on track on that one. Your boy Clay Buckholtz will be going against Giovanni Gallardo on Wednesday in the ESPN game, and then Price Tillman, baby. Wow, Tillman's sixteen and six versus Price at sixteen and eight, and you know Price, mm. despite his last um, you know start where he, he didn't do too well, you know it, it w- wasn't as horrible start of the year, but and they came back and won the game. That was in Thursday's game, but um, looked pretty good on Monday. Yeah, and he the past seven starts coming up to that, he like won all seven, and he had, now has his ERA under four. So it's like 3.91 right now. It's getting into that respectability. And so when you talk about it, and you talk about Cy Young voting, you know, for all the Ooh. the people who are lampooning the Red Sox starting rotation, you know, as it turns out, we're probably going to have two guys in the top eight of Cy Young voting, you know? Yep. 
yeah. maybe three in the top 20. Throw Stephen Wright in the mix if he had another good enough first half. But, oh, should be interesting. I am furiously looking to see if I can find the ESPN Cy Young predictor to see where they're at. Because yeah, last time I, ch- I checked, the price was, price price was, was at number 10. 10. Right? Yeah, that yeah. was like a couple weeks ago. That was before yeah. we started really turning it on. Yeah. Um, but I don't worry about it. Yeah. We're, we're going to have to sign off here. Um, I did <laughs> remember I was dogging you before for talking about the uh, the stats about, uh, you know, trying to find the stats about how this season's special because these other things happened during other special seasons. Yeah, you don't want to be a jinx. Last year we had, uh, the last years that we had 20 game winners on our squad, 2004 and 2007. Ooh. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. 04 was, was Schilling? Uh, or was ooh, it Petey? Good question. Or was it Derek Lowe? It was Derek Lowe. It was Derek, yeah, Lowe. It was Derek Lowe. It was 21 and 8 that year, and then 07 yeah. was Beckett, obviously. Yeah, 07 was Beckett. Oh, yeah. Uh oh okay yeah David Price has made a little bit a uh, little bit a little bit of movement on the, on the uh, Cy Young predictor he's up to number six now wow but uh, you know there's nobody really close to Rick Porcello at this point and they're talking about potentially uh, you know the closer there that I was talking about earlier the O's closer Britain maybe mm-hmm. being in that Cy Young race <sighs> he is he's number three yeah I mean, but I again yeah. Rick Porcello has got a it's healthy be a lead style. right now. You know, and like somebody brought up an interesting thing on, I think it was ESPN. It might have been Aaron Bleepin' Boone or it could have been Tim Kirch and something about, or Buster Only. Somebody about uh, not putting him in the Cy Young talk, but putting him in the MVP discussion. And I thought it was an interesting take, mm. but one I'm like starting to warm up with too. Because I do believe the Cy Young should go to a starter as the best starter in the league, but when you look at the word valuable and how Britain has been so important to that, that O's club who's had a good year, you know, mm. hmm. what's your take on the MVP race right now? I was, just, I was just going to look to see if they had a tab for that, but I don't see one. I mean, um, Mookie, I mean, nah. are we homers if we say he's our front runner? I mean, I think they're going to give it to a guy that yeah. is part of a division winner. So if the Red Sox win the A at least... How's Altuve looking? Is he still like just stroking it? Or well, what? I mean, they're sinking from like the playoff pitcher right Ooh, now. You that's, know? If so you don't like, make the playoffs, it's hard to. Uh, it is. It is. It's hard to be an MVP. You know, so it'll be interesting. The most valuable player of a team that didn't make the playoffs doesn't really have that ring to it. It's true. It's true. Um, um, anything you want to say before we sign off here? Moncada got the minor league play of the year. Oh, this nice! Week. Yeah, they gave out the minor league uh, yeah. awards. What else was given out? Anything him. else? I didn't notice anything. That's a spare. Yeah. That's a yeah. spare. I just um, got the Moncada one. Well, hopefully it. he'll be able to win it in the first half next year when we send him down there to start learning how to hit a breaking ball. You know. One other thing: Jay Groom was promoted to single A Lowell last week. You guys didn't mention it on the show, but cool. But I have that. Well, thanks. Thanks yeah. for. Uh, we always love when you come in and mention our shortcomings from the previous show. Thanks. Hey, I mean, if the fans Let's aren't going to do it, to the I public. sure am. Let's leave that to the public, please, Ben. <laughs> you jerk. But yeah, guys, hit us up on the YouTube. Uh, we checked that during the week. Hit Ben up on Twitter at Benny Frickin' Jam. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, just rate us on the iTunes or uh, just tell us we're doing a good job or what you want us to talk about. Because we love Boston Red Sox baseball as you do. So let's share in the joy of this team. It's sick. For Ben Fay, I am Mike Conley. This has been another edition of Red Sox Rap 360. Thanks for tuning in for, with us, gang. 
Go Sox! From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. I'll see you later. Views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. After